It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter.tv, Heavy college basketball show on this Tuesday edition of the pod. The NCAA Tournament Committee has revealed their top 16 seeds uh, as of right the moment they released it on Sunday. Obviously, some things have changed since then. Uh, so we have that. We got a recap of college basketball weekend. We got a weekend soccer recap as well. Look forward to Champions League round of 16 first legs. Another wave of those. And we got some golf at Riv to recap as well because that was a lot of storylines coming out of Riviera and the PGA Tour uh, last weekend. So we'll do that at the end of the program. NCAA Tournament Committee Top 16 Seeds Reveal. We'll do College Basketball Weekend. Weekend Soccer Recap. Champions League Round of 16 First Legs. Look ahead. A preview there. Uh, recap the Matsuyama 62 on Sunday. Right, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. All right, uh, so kick it off. Top 16 seeds reveal. Um, Selection Sunday, about a month away from last Sunday. So NCAA Tournament Committee has released the top 16 seeds on the one line, the overall one seed. The Purdue Boilermakers, UConn, Houston, Arizona, join them on the one line. The twos, UNC, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas on the three line. Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State and Duke and the four seeds Auburn San Diego State Illinois and Wisconsin so by the regions how they stacked it Purdue goes to the Midwest being the number one Tennessee is six overall in their bracket Baylor is 10 overall in the three in their bracket and San Diego State is 14th as the four the east was UConn second overall UNC the best two seed Iowa State ranked 11th here, and Wisconsin 16th. The South, Houston, Marquette, Alabama, and Illinois. So that's 3, 7, 9, 15, and now West. The rest, Arizona, the final one seed. Kansas, the 8 seed. Duke, the 3 seed. And Auburn, the 4 seed. Breakdown by conference. Four Big 12, three Big 10, three SEC, two Big East, two ACC, one Pac-12, one Mountain West. Some new, Some notes here. Creighton, Dayton, Kentucky, St. Mary's, all ranked in the AP poll ahead of San Diego State, but not ranked here. San Diego State's ranked 19 in the poll. Wisconsin, not ranked in the poll and in the top 16. And uh, the top 14 were all pretty much the top 14 in, in both polls. So I would say the storylines out of this, Purdue being the number one overall, even though to me, Connecticut's probably a better team. Um, you have that. Arizona's still on the one line, so I think they're giving Arizona a lot of credit for playing a really good um, at-a-conference schedule in the beginning of the season before conference play did start in the Pac-12. So I think they're giving Arizona credit there. They're really high on UNC. To have UNC ahead of Tennessee, to have them ahead of Marquette, to have them ahead of Kansas, um, I think... Marquette and Tennessee probably makes us Kansas an interesting one just because that league is insane. Uh, but they really love UNC to put them as the first two. That if a one slips up, 
they have the opportunity to get up there because other than that, teams are going to have to jump them to get to the one. Um, so I thought that was interesting with Carolina. Bama, Baylor, in other years could be ones. They're that good. I understand their records might not be as good as some of the ones. Fine. Iowa State's having a great season. And Duke, though, they did have the big loss to Carolina. They've won a lot of good games and had and had a good um, season so far. Auburn is an interesting four. They could cause some havoc. San Diego State getting the Mount West involved in the poll. And then Illinois and Wisconsin getting two teams from the Big Ten in this poll. And they're the last two teams. So the Big Ten has the first team and the last two. And again, for me, I still think obviously the Big 12 is a better league. I think the Big East is a better league. And I think the SEC is a better league. And I understand that the SEC and the Big Ten have the same amount of teams. that The Big Ten has one more team in the Big East. So... I get where people would be like, well, you just like the Big East because you like the Big Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say you're wrong. I'm a Big East kid. What do you want me to do? So, um, the note here, Purdue, the number one overall. Big Ten gets a couple teams in at the end. Snuck them in. The team's not in. It could have been a fourth SEC team in Kentucky. It could have been a uh, A-10 team in Dayton. Could have been a whack team in St. Mary's. Could have been another a third Big East team in Creighton. So, if Wisconsin or St. Louis State are in this poll, uh, that would have been an opportunity for another conference to get another team in there. But instead, it is a couple of the Big Ten teams to finish out the top 16. And this isn't the end-all, be-all, as we know. There's a lot to play out still, including conference tournaments. and see, But it does show... Um, it does show that the turn the, the committee likes UNC. They still respect the Big Ten, even though it's just one kind of team at the top, and then they're trying to figure out the rest. They love the SEC. Big respect to the SEC. UConn is outstanding, and I think Marquette is absolutely deserving of a two, so that's fine with me. So I don't really have a lot of qualms or issues with this. I, I don't I don't necessarily mind the 16 that they picked. I, I do think that, you know, Wisconsin not being in the top 25 but being a top 16 seed, if you look at it, you're like, hey, wait a second now. I don't know. You know, but um, it, it could be revisionist history because they did lose the game. So um, against Iowa that knocked them out of the poll this week. So it's not the – most surprising things that they have Purdue over UConn or that they have UNC as the top two or, you know, that they got a couple of Big Ten teams in at the end there. They did show respect to the Mountain West. I think that's big because that's going to help that league maybe even get an extra team in or help that league seeding. The fact that they did have a team in this top 16, that's important. You know, um, the Pac-12 had one. And it's an Arizona team that it's a one seed if not a two. So if you're getting a team in this ranking, that helps your league. Because I could see more Mount West teams than Pac-12 teams. I could I could absolutely see that from the NCAA Tournament Committee. Um, so we'll see how these teams kind of play out. I don't think anybody misses the tournament from this spot because that would be a, uh, a absolute horrendous way to end the season. But um, you're a little concerned about Wisconsin. 
I don't think you're concerned about Illinois, but they've been a little inconsistent sometimes. San Diego State's in a great league. Auburn's in a good league. Um, so they're fine. But it, it's all really about seeding for a lot of these teams because you want to get to a second weekend with a chance. I mean, if you survive those first two games, you get to the second weekend and you have an opportunity to play for a chance to get to a Final Four. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Um, so that is the top 16. All right, let's recap some college basketball games from the weekend. Texas Tech, Iowa State. Iowa State was hand, uh, was Stan's Tech's second half comeback. Really big win for Iowa State. Tech played tough on the road. Give them credit. Uh, went to Ames, fought back in that second half, and unfortunately Iowa State comes away with the win. Bama shot it really well against AM. AM put up some points, but they did not defend the three-point line well at all. Bama puts up 100. Excellent shooting night for uh, Nate Oates' Crims and Todd. You go from that game, which is 175 points, to Wake and Virginia, which total ends up under 100. And a close win for the UVA Cavaliers in that one. Completely played at their pace, not the Wake pace. Um, and that's what happens in that league when you go play Virginia. TCU, Kansas State, TCU, nice tight win on the road. And anytime you win on that road, I understand Kansas State is you know possibly a tournament team still, but not maybe one of the ranked teams in that league right now. But they're still having a good season. Anytime you win on the road in that league, that's impressive. Good win. Creighton and Butler. Creighton, an absolute blowout win over Butler. I think Butler, Xavier, you know, Seton Hall, they're clearly below the UConn, the Marquette, the Creighton of the Big East, but they are teams that if they do get in the tournament, I can see them picking a team off because they, they play tough. Any night they can make some shots, but... Unfortunately, they did not make any shots. Butler did this time against Creighton. Texas and Houston. Houston, convincing win over Texas. Um, sharp as some player, man. Um, they really get going. And they can play. You want to run? We'll run. They want You want to try to defend and slow it down? Sure, we'll do that too. Like That's a team that can win at any pace, can play any style. And that come March is so advantageous because even with the adjustments um, teams can make, you know, game to game or even timeout to timeout when you have all these media timeouts with the long chain, like the long commercials and the fact that you have so many stats and numbers and, and guys with iPads and all that kind of stuff. So especially come tournament time. So uh, Houston has as great of a chance as anybody to win it for sure. They're a great team. Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa wins at 88-86 in overtime. Contested, tough game. Wisconsin, unfortunately, isn't getting a lot of whistles. I'll give them uh, a little bit of credit here because they play really well on defense and don't foul. So, like, the refs are like, well, I'm not calling anything on this end, so I can't call it on that end. Wisconsin, like, crowd gets hammered. Uh, wall going to the basket gets drilled all the time. So, I don't know. I, I would... I can understand people complaining from Wisconsin about that. I know people don't want to make it about the refs, and I try not to make it about the refs. I'm going to make it about the refs in a second when we talk about Purdue. Um, and that ridiculous call against Edie in the Ohio State game, which we're going to get to because I got a bunch of games to talk about before then, so hold on. Uh, but Iowa, good win at home in overtime. You absolutely needed it. That's a quad one win against, a, at the time, a ranked opponent, I believe. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Marquette and UConn. UConn, blowout win. 
Uh, Newton shot it well. Spencer shot it well. The bigs played strong. They did a good job on Kolick. Like, UConn, UConn was so good on Saturday. And I know we haven't had a, a repeat in a long time. I know we haven't had um, that happened in college basketball, and it's very difficult to do. But this UConn team, and you look at what they lost, they lost a ton. But they are so good, dude. They're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Caravan, Klingon. The other guards are in there making shots. Like, they're so good. Kansas, big win on the road in the league. Go to Oklahoma, get a ranked win. 67-57, big, big road win. Good defensive showing. Um, you know, McCullough and Adams and, and Dickinson and and um, the guard really doing a good job of, okay, his turn to go get a bucket. His turn to go get a bucket. You know, Wilson. so I, I, I really like that Kansas team. That's a good team. And that's a good win for them. They needed to go win on the road in the league. They did. Another team that needed to win on the road and show some defensive uh, fortitude, Kentucky. They go to Auburn. They go to the jungle. And they get a big win. And Coach Cal talked about defense, defense. All I hear about people saying we can't defend. How about that game? And he's, uh, it got rowdy in the jungle because he uh, alluded to it with his presser. Basically saying, hey, uh, Come after me. Don't come after my kids. All that kind of stuff, which makes sense. He's like, I'm the worst. <laughs> it's great. But that's that's the best defensive effort they've had all season, the uh, Kentucky Wildcats. And that's something that Cal, and I think Bill has said it a ton during the broadcast, has said, we have it in us. We can defend. Look back at that Auburn game. Do what you did there. Defend, defend, defend. Like effort, all that kind of stuff. Talking, communication, understanding the matchups, understanding our, the rotations, understanding who's responsible for who, who to sag off, who not to – uh, help from like all that kind of stuff it's you know mentality stuff and of course it's physicality defending the rim and stuff like that but a lot of it is mentality and a lot of it's effort and energy and stuff like that so um that was a great great win for Kentucky give them a lot of credit that's a very talented team we know Cal always has talented teams but can he get them to play 40 minutes a night uh consistently and with that effort that was outstanding ACC showdown NC State Tight one on the road, and Little John beating Clemson 78-77. That's an important game for both teams because Clemson had a really nice start to the season. Everybody's kind of darling, and then in the non-conference, they haven't, I want to say they struggle, but they haven't had the success that they had in the non-league, in the league. And that would have been a nice win at home against a good team in NC State. And that, you know, we talk about sp stealing bids from mid-majors. Like, sometimes you could steal a bid from somebody in your league. You know, that happens. So that could have happened at Clemson right there. All right, Sunday's game, Purdue went on the road to Ohio State. Ohio State was at 73-69 now. Purdue, I don't want to say was in cruise control in the first half, but they had a very nice lead, uh, I believe double digits, if not 8, 9, 10, 11, I think it got to. And Edie goes straight up defending the basket. The guy, like, makes contact with Edie's leg, which when you think about it, like, is insane. They call it, that was his second foul. Ohio State immediately goes on, I believe, a 9-2 run that extended into, like, double digits to, like, 4 or 5. Um, and they completely changed the game. So, now you're going to say, AJ, you had Purdue for one pick. That's why you're complaining. No, I like Edie a lot. I do. I like Edie. 
Uh, I think he, I think he does. I think he doesn't get officiated well. And there's people that are like, he shoots so many free throws. Do you see the absolute hack jobs on his arms when he gets the ball going up to the basket? He like gets karate chopped at the rim, <laughs> and sometimes they don't even call it. And I get it. Not everything's a foul. Not every contact is a. Yo, these people are like winding up. <laughs> and like just coming across his arms like, nope, clean. What? But that game changed in that moment. I know Purdue didn't shoot it well and they played some great defense and Ohio State shot the ball really well. Um, give them credit. They, they hit a ton of threes at the interim there and they did a good job after they canned Holtman. So that was Ohio State's like Super Bowl moment, I guess. I know it's a different sport, but like that was their biggest game of the year with the coach getting fired and Purdue coming in and all that stuff. Give them credit. Played a good game. But the game did change, and you cannot deny that. That was a horrendous play. Northwestern goes to Assembly Hall, beats Mike Woodson's Indiana team in a close game, and Indiana just can't figure it out. Um, I think a lot of people are frustrated from Indiana, are frustrated with Woody who I think is an excellent coach. I, I loved him when he was the Knicks there. He had that run. Uh, went to the playoffs a couple times. I think he can coach. I think he can coach in college. I think he benefited from, you know, Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson and Miller Cop and a lot of those guys being there for so long. He had some good teams that competed and played hard, and he could always dump it down to Trace Jackson Davis and get a bucket. Like, he doesn't necessarily have that. And he, I know he had the guard, uh, Shiano, right? What's his name? I believe that was his name. Um, another guy with a, a hyphenated name. I can't remember. Hood Shahino? Shafino? Hood Shafino? I think that's what it is. Um, without looking it up. But this Northwestern team is not the ones of the recent past. Yeah, they play hard. They pl they're in the games, but they can't pull it out. That Northwestern team could. That Northwestern, not Northwestern team. Those Indiana teams, I know they didn't win any, but like, you know, Grace Thompson would get a steal. Trace Jackson Davis left hand dunk. Like, oh my God, Indiana's up one. And they get a stop and you're like, they won the game. Like, that doesn't really happen. Go to the Big East. Seton Hall, St. John's, Seton Hall wins the second half 39 21 and wins the game. That's an outstanding second half for Sheen Holloway's kids, Seton Hall Pirates. Listen, Patino, year one, Seton Hall, uh, St. John's. There have been some issues. And. Normally, I'd say give him a little bit of time. He just had his roster completely turned over. It's the first time he's coaching in the Big East in a while in a big league. Like, no knock on the Mac, which is where I graduated, obviously, Shot Manhattan. We don't like Iona, but, you know, no knock to Patino. Give him some time. And I was down to give Patino some time at St. John's, like a year and two, to say, okay, figure it out. We'll see what happens. And I know he's getting older, but he took the job for a reason, right? I mean, what, he's got a six-year contract? We'll see what happens there. And obviously, I, I got I like my guy Mazziello, even though it didn't work out in Manhattan at the end there. But I wouldn't be killing St. John's unless they did that victory lap about the portal. And they said, here we come. We're in the Big East. UConn's got to come to us, but then we're going to make it go to Corner second next year. And they talked all this junk, and then UConn came and beat them. And then now they blow a second half lead to the Seton Hall. Like, terrible. So... I'm not going to dance on St. John's because what if they went out with the Big East tournament, you know, get it somehow, some way, right? The garden comes alive for them. Who knows? But point being, I'm not going to bury him yet, but 
they talk a lot. And if to not get into the NCAA tournament after John, I don't know. That's bad. That's bad. And I was going to give them some time. I was going to give Patino time. But the way it's uh, right now, I don't like it. I don't like it. Rutgers, Minnesota, Minnesota holds off the Rutgers comeback effort. Rutgers was vying for five in a row in the lead. They had not done that ever since joining the Big Ten, and they hadn't done it ever in the Big East. And it was going back all the way to, I think, 91 when they did it in the A-10. Uh, so Rutgers, unfortunately, did not get to five in a row. They lose in Minnesota. Minnesota, that was a big win for them. Some games this week, you got UConn Creighton in the Big East, a gigantic game in Omaha. Um Creighton trying to close the gap between them, uh, UConn, and Marquette. So you got that game. You got Baylor-BYU. BYU, a bad loss against Oklahoma State, a team that you would have thought they would have taken care of if not won a close game. No, they lose that game, and now they welcome in Baylor, who Baylor is quietly with you know Houston having a good year and Kansas having a good year in the Big 12 and a lot of other. Baylor's having a really nice season, really nice season. You got a big one in the Mount West. San Diego State travels to Utah State to take on the Aggies. Coach Sprinkle, that's a gigantic game in that league. You got TCU, Texas Tech, and you got Florida and Alabama, which Florida, to me, I don't really think they're a good team. I know Castleton is an, is an animal. He's been really, you know, big for them. I guess. But Alabama, when they're shooting it, it's really hard to outscore them. It's really difficult. And they're at the point where, like, you can defend the three-point line, but, like, they'll just make it in your face if their shots are on. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, there's only so much great defense you could play. If somebody's just a shot maker, it just happens. And Bama has a lot of shot makers. They just do. All right. Let's go to the footy. Weekend soccer recap. EPL's first. Brentford hosting Liverpool at the G-Tech. Liverpool win at 4-1. A Darwin Nunez chip got the scoring started. Salah came on after Jota was injured. Doesn't look good for Jota. Um, Gravenberg came on for Jones. Doesn't look good for Jones either. Nunez got subbed off at half as well. Um, after they think picking up a knock, but they weren't sure, so he could be okay. Uh, Sala slams the ball into the middle of the park from McAllister, who megs the Brentford defender and then slots it in. Brilliant goal, 2-0. Then Sala jumps on a loose ball, gets his goal in his return, so an assist and a goal for Mo Sala in his return back to the Liverpool team. Ivan Tony made it 3-1, some consolation, but then Cody Gakpo... Four one Liverpool. It was almost five with Virgil and Dyke header, but it hit the post. Tottenham Wolves. Wolves a gigantic win at Tottenham. Gomez made it one nil. Kulusevski an equalizer, and then Neto does so much of the work, sets it up for Gomez, and he wins it. Tottenham unable to get an equalizer, let alone a winner late, and Wolves go to London and get. The three points coming back home to the Molyneux. Forrest, West Ham, Forrest went at 2-0. Iwone got the scoring started for Forrest. Their number nine back in full fitness, back in the starting 11, getting a big goal. Calvin Phillips got sent off for West Ham, so he has not had a great welcome to his London club. 
Uh, it's been tough. He gets sent off, and then Hudson Adoy got forced to second for a big, big three points. Newcastle, Bournemouth. This one finishes 2-2. Solanke, an opener. Anthony Gordon, penalty, leveled it. Semedo, a goal to put Bournemouth up 2-1, but then a Richie stoppage time equalizer made it 2-2. Fulham and Villa. Villa win it 2-1, and only Watkins brace had it 2-0. Villa Munoz brought one back from Fulham, but they could not get the equalizer. Burnley, Arsenal. Arsenal win 5-0. Odegaard, Saka from the spot. Saka is braced. Trossard and Havertz, the goal scorers for the Arsenal, who continue to just throttle teams. That's 11 goals in two games for the Arsenal. And then a big one on Saturday, Man City, Chelsea. Sterling got Chelsea on the board, but a Rodri second half equalizer split the points one apiece. So with that result, even with the game at hand still for Man City, Liverpool are back in, uh, I guess, the pacing car, if you will, back back in front for the title, um, in control of the title. The title's in their hands because with the game at hand, City would win. They would still be behind Liverpool in points. So uh, after they drew against City, or against Chelsea, sorry. Sheffield United, Brighton, Brighton win a 5 0. The Holgate Red, which is one of the worst challenges you could ever see. And the fact that he was even like being like, not a foul. <laughs> Matoma dope. Like, he could have broken his leg. He could have like almost like cut his leg really, really bad. Um, he just kicked his left thigh and the ball was on his right foot. Like, that was one of the worst challenges you could ever see. Uh, even attempted. It was a joke. It was a disgrace. And Holgate, I think it was. Aree, or maybe uh, I think it was Aree when Holgate was at Everton, um, broke Divac Origi's leg. I'm pretty sure, if not Firmino. Yeah, Holgate, not a good guy. Uh, so then Brighton buried him. Buenanote, well back, made it two 0 Own goal, made it three, and then Adingra got his brace since coming back from Afcon. Luton and Manchester United, menu two to one. Hoyland a brace in well, first goal inside the first minute. And then Morris got Luton back in the game, but they were unable to find an equalizer at the Kenny. And then he had on Monday, Hodgson steps down as manager of Crystal Palace before they took on Everton at Goodison, finishes 1-1. IU put Crystal Palace up, but then an Onana 84th minute equalizer split the points among sides that are in the relegation fight now because Sheffield United and Burnley are probably going down um, Sheffield United just as poor and Burnley uh, very similar they're just not good enough now Luton has a chance to stay up because of the 10 points to Everton the 10 point reduction because otherwise Everton would be pretty much in the clear uh, if not close to the clear but with that 10 point reduction they are in the relegation fight Crystal Palace uh, you, could, you could say they are in it as well uh, Bournemouth getting involved so Luton has an opportunity to possibly escape because with Sheffield and Burnley, I don't want to say relegated now, they're all but relegated. I mean, they would have to go on insane runs of, you know, unbeaten streaks of with wins, not just draws, and, and really not have not be able to lose any more matches, but they're in a tough spot. Sheffield United, Burnley probably going down. Luton could avoid it. They only need to beat out one other team, you know. 
So we'll see what happens in the EPL. And the title race is getting even better now. Man City dropping a points against Chelsea. La Liga, Atletico, Las Palmas, Atletico win at 5-0. Celta Vigo, Barcelona, Barcelona win at 2-1. Lewandowski brace the second was the stoppage time winner from the spot. Real Vallecano, Real Madrid, 1-1. Joseph Lou, the goal scorer for Real Madrid. Carvajal got sent off in stoppage time. And with Real Madrid dropping points, Girona had an opportunity to possibly get back in front, I believe, but they lose to Athletic 3-2 on Monday. Syria, Inter, Sonoritana, Inter winner 4-0, Tehran, Martinez, Dumfries, Arnautovic, the goal scorers there. Juve in house, Verona, draw with Juve on the road, Vlahovic, penalty, and the Rabio equalizer with the two goals for Juventus in that 2-2 draw. Monza beat AC Milan 4-2. Pulisic came on, assisted Giroud, and then got a stoppage, uh, not a stoppage time, but maybe an 88th minute, I thought I saw, equalizer, but then Monza scored twice in stoppage time to beat a 4-2 because they had been down a man. Bundesliga, Heidenheim, Leverkusen, Leverkusen win at 2-1 on beaten streak. Continues. Dortmund and Wolfsburg draw 1-1. Rebel Leipzig beat Klaubach 2-0, and then Bochum beat Munich 3-2. Musiala, Kane score in the loss. Abba Meccano sent off again, this time in the league. Last time he was sent off in the Champions League. Uh, what, two weeks ago? Last week? Last week. So he gets sent off. He sees red again, this time in the domestic Bundesliga. Um, Munich are in trouble. Uh, they've lost a ton of matches. They've already lost more matches with Teichel than they did with Nagelsmann, if I'm not mistaken. So what's going to happen there? Now, Teichel, for me, is a top manager. I think he got a raw deal at Chelsea. Um, after being a European champion, they were like, you're done. You're out of here. You, we don't need you anymore, Bully. It was like, I'm the new guy. <laughs> like, okay, dude, you don't know anything about the sport. Anyway, I think they should give Teichel some time. Now, I know it's Bayern Munich, and if you don't win at least a trophy, let alone the league, let alone, you know, a cup and the league and possibly Champions League, like, you're going to get sacked. But if Teichel, like, Give Teichel some time. Like they're gonna rechange the, the they gotta get some guys out of there. They gotta get some guys in there. So we'll see what happens with Bayern Munich, but they're in trouble right now. Uh, they are in trouble. Ligo and PSG beat not two nil. Hernandez and Mbappe came off the bench for a penalty. Champions League, round of 16, first legs continued. PSV hosts Dortmund. Looks like both squads are relatively healthy. Adiemi is out for Dortmund, however. So Dortmund just looking for a result to get that one back to the uh, yellow wall. Inter Atletico, a lot of injuries for Simeon, Lamar, Aspilicueta, Jimenez, all out. Inter relatively frit, uh, fit for Tessie and Acerbi are doubtful. So that one is going to be cagey. That one, I don't really see a ton of goals, to be honest. Now, I could be wrong, and it could be 3-3 or something crazy like that. But that game and, and two legs to me, especially when they go back to Atletico. Cagey, tough. Uh, I don't envy the referee in that match. I don't envy the fourth official in that match. I don't envy the VAR in that match. How many things are going to have to review and all that stuff? You got a lot of odd heads. A lot of odd heads on both sides, including the manager, Simeone, for Atletico. Wednesday, Napoli, Barcelona, Balde, Gavi, Alonso, Torres all out for Xavi. And Joe Felix is doubtful. Napoli are all fit, but in a bad moment, and they just fired their second manager of the season, so they brought in a third manager. And it's their fourth in 12 months because 
Uh, last guy resigned after winning the title last year. So they brought in somebody new, sacked him, and now they sacked the second guy. Here comes the third guy. Wow. And Napoli are not playing well in the league, and they have an opportunity to keep going in Champions League because over two legs, especially when you go to the Maradona in Naples, it is tough to play there, that's for sure. Then you got Porto, Arsenal. The team news for the Arsenal, Partey, Timber, Zinchenko out. Jesus, Vieira, Tamiyasu are doubtful. So, uh, Arteta has enough of a squad to rotate and uh, have a good side to go to Porto. And listen, you have to get a result in the first leg because that way you don't have the pressure to turn around and play, you know, the way you don't want to play in front of your home fans kind of thing. Second legs of these, uh, last week's matches are going to be the 5th and 6th of March, and then this week's matches are the 12th and 13th, the return legs of the Champions League. we got midweek EPL, Man City hosts Brentford, and Liverpool hosts Luton, so... With this match and then Liverpool playing the Carabao Cup against Chelsea at the weekend and City playing in the league, the game at hand will be uh, erased at this point at the weekend. So Man City, Brentford, Brentford with Tony back. They Again, they've been scoring goals, but they haven't gotten results. They've also played some tough teams, and now they go to the Etihad against a team who just drew against Chelsea. So they're going to be fired up. We know Man City uh, midweek. He'll have to rotate his side, but... We know how deep his side is. So you got that game, and then you got Liverpool Luton. Luton play hard. This was a draw in the reverse fixture at the Kennedy, and I believe it was a Luis Diaz goal when uh, his father was still kidnapped to get, rescue the point for Liverpool. So a dramatic, dramatic uh, result there for Liverpool at the Kennedy. And now Luton come to Anfield, and Liverpool relatively in a good moment when you take away that Arsenal defeat, uh, which they just were not really themselves. And Losing Jones hurts. Jones is one of your best midfielders. And Jota has been amazing in Salah's absence uh, when he went to AFCON and then got hurt subsequently after. So missing those guys in the midfield is tough, especially when you don't have Sobosly, uh to go in that midfield. So it looks like it's Endo, McAllister, and Gravenberch, or Endo, McAllister, and Elliott until further notice kind of a thing in the midfield until somebody gets healthy. Because we know Tiago, we know Batacic, we know... Uh, Sobosly all hurt in the midfield. But got to find a way to win titles, that's what they say. All right, uh, Genesis Open at Riv. Matsuyama Sunday 62 takes it away from Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Luke List, and Wills Altoris, who all had a share of the lead at one point at 14 under. It was a five-way tie. Zalatoris made birdie to get to 15, and then Matsuyama just went crazy. Uh, three birdies in a row. Uh, what was it? 15, 16, 17, 15, and 16. He hit it to like an inch, I think, uh, which was crazy. Canley, not the best Sunday from him. Xander, not the best Sunday from him. And Luke List, who had a great front nine, absolutely threw up on himself on the first few holes of the second nine at Riviera. And I feel for Will... Because if Matsuyama doesn't shoot 62, Will wins this thing. And I know he gets tied second or whatever, but he wins this thing if uh, Matsuyama doesn't go crazy. But you got to give Matsuyama credit. He's won at Memorial. He's won at Augusta. And now he's won at Riv. He's got some big wins and some big courses. So give him some credit. He's he's solidifying that resume as uh, you know, Japan's best golfer, in my opinion, right? Obviously. 
So you had that storyline with the winners, tough tournament for Will Z after he lost a family member. He still played great. And when the courses, and I'll give no laying up credit for this, when the courses get tough and it's major championship-esque conditions, especially major championships, Will's Altor's game turns to another level. I mean, he's an outstanding golfer when it's a tough course. All right, so you had Matsuyama's ninth win there. Tiger withdrew. We had stomach illness, not physical, so that was big. Speed got DQ'd for signing the wrong score. So that's something that we could talk to Sean in a second. Uh, Kuchar, Keegan, JT Fitz missed the cut. And I just had a note here. Scheffler would win every tournament if he could be an average putter. He's missing, you know, really, really short ones. He's missing four or five footers that are just like hit a good putt and it's going in. You know, like it, like some of these putts he hits, you're looking at him like, dude. Either have Ted Scott read the putts or that's enough. Like, you got to go to the mallet. You, Rory said it. They asked Rory on the broadcast. Um, but back to Jordan for a second. The, the getting DQ'd for not signing the right score, I saw the argument that, you know, it's your, I guess, it's your job to keep your score, and I do agree to the most part, but why can't we have um, the shot link, whoever, basically be like, all right, um, you want to go over your scorecard real quick? Like, for two seconds? You know, you just want to go, like, three, two, four, four, five, like, three, three. Like, can you just do that for me for five seconds? And then and then sign it so we just don't get anybody DQ'd doing something stupid like this anymore. Because I get it. You should be in charge of your score, for sure. That's golf. It's the game, all that kind of stuff. I understand that, for sure. I love golf. Uh, I know there's a ton of stupid rules, but I, I don't mind this one, right? Point being, we got 87 people tracking every ball now. Everybody knows everybody's scores. Leaderboards everywhere. Shot link everywhere. All shot tracker, all tracking, all all these things, right? Top tracer, all this stuff, right? Can they just confirm the scores for every hole before they sign the card so we don't get anybody DQ'd anymore? Is that is that too much to ask? If that's too much to ask, I'll I'll stand I'll I'll stand back. I'll stand down. But is that is that too much to ask? So I, I fell for my boy Jordan. I know he wasn't playing the best, but I thought he had an opportunity to do something in the tournament. But to get that DQ, like, that's bad. Uh, I think that's dumb, but I understand the rule. But can we just get somebody to just you know, do the scores? And you got the Mexican uh, championship coming up this week. I wonder how that feels going to be. I, think, I know Finau goes down there. Uh, I think Rom went down there, but he ain't on this tour anymore. So I don't think he's going to be going down to the Mexican championship anytime soon. Um so, yeah, so we have that to look forward to. More college basketball, more soccer. So, you got Champions League midweek. You got some really good games uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday in college basketball. So, we'll recap those. We'll look ahead to another big college basketball weekend. And every weekend in the Prem is much watched. What a title race we have. So, all that more on Thursday's show. Enjoy the week. Talk to you then. Until then, peace.
football and sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.